Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting across from me as always is my pal DeQuincy. And we are talking part four of our NFL preview. Today we're looking at the NFC South. Yes, going to the dirty, dirty South. Absolutely. We've got uh, four more teams to discuss, to dissect. We're almost done with the NFC. <laughs> We're halfway there with the whole league, folks. And we're glad you're, you're still here along, along for the ride. It's been, it's been fun so far. Some good talks in episodes past. And some good arguments, which is good for podcasts. Absolutely. No one's there to take the same side and everything. And we, uh, we should pr- produce... Same results. We should produce some more good talks today. So let's uh, let's get it started. What do you say, DQ? Let's go. All right. So again, alphabetical order for you fools not falling around. Starting with the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, the Falcons went four and twelve. They were seventh in passing yards and thirty second in running. For you, those of you not know, thirty second is last. They're dead last with seventy seven yards per game. That'll uh, definitely contribute to a 4-12 record. Um, let's see, what happened last year? I mean, it was just a... They signed a new running back. Yeah, what happened was Steven Jackson came aboard, and they all, everybody thought he was the missing piece of the puzzle. They were going to make the Super Bowl. and forgot to remember that he's been in decline for the past, like, three years. That and running backs over the age of 30 don't exactly age well. Right. Uh, especially when he's taking as many shots as he had when he was in... Um, St. Louis. Um, so he went down with Nick's injury. I think he had a, hamst- a hamstring problem that kept him out for a majority of the season. And they just had no one behind him to step up. Um, over the offseason, let's see what they did. I mean, they released and, um, Jesus Christ. I have no memory. They released Asante Samuel, another guy who, when they signed, they thought, oh, this is our big sign. We're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And I agree, they uh, have a four-year extension with Roddy White. Uh, agreed in terms with outside tackle Jake Matthews. They lost Tony Gonzalez to retirement, correct? Yes. Tony said, I'm out of here after last year. I don't blame him. I mean, going through a four-and-four season will make anybody want to quit. Yeah. Oh, and they also signed uh, Devin Hester. It's going to be an interesting signing, I think. That's going to keep an eye on that. Um, I think he's lost a step or two since his days in Chicago, but he's still a uh, better choice than anything else they've had. Uh, let's go to, like I said, their offense was their offense was decimated between injuries to Stephen Jackson, also injuries on their offensive line, and they just lost their um, their tackle uh, a few days ago. Uh, Sam Baker, he's out for the year. Jeez, already? Yeah, already. I mean, that's a rough. I mean, you're starting left tackle, gets injured in a preseason game, and you're not seeing him to 2015. So there's a good chance that that seventh-ranked passing offense uh, takes a step back? Yeah, especially with your, you know, your left side, blind side. Um, whew, that hurts. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I mean, what do you think about Matt Ryan? He is... The best second-tier quarterback in the league. Wow, high praise from you, best second-tier quarterback. Give him a ranking. You have to go top 5, 10, 15, 20. 
I would probably say top 10. Top 10? Um, Maybe great, top 12. You are gracious greater. I think he's top 20. Um, I think he has some great weapons in Julio Jones and Roddy White when healthy. Right. Um, definitely going to lose a little bit with uh, Tony Gonzalez retiring. I still think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's in the level of being a great quarterback. You know, I'll say top 15 because I, I really, I mean, you asked me that off the top of my head and Initially, I think top ten, but it's more like top fifteen. I, I had to think about it, huh? Yeah, I'm sure. There's, I, I'm sure I could name fourteen other quarterbacks who are probably better. Between twelve and fourteen other quarterbacks who are better than him. Yeah. Um, look at this team, and all you hope to see if you're a fan is that the offensive line stays healthy. Matt Ryan's able to stand up, and Steven Jackson gives you something compared to what he did last year. Maybe not a thousand yards, but maybe nine hundred, something like that. And you would think they would have gone out and tried to improve the running game. I mean, they have to imagine that. They have to know that. Steven Jackson is not long for this football world. Absolutely. That he's winding down, it, it really seems like. Uh, let me see how old he is. I bet he's older than I, I bet he's not as old as I think he is. I think he's only still 29, if not really. I think he's barely. He might be just 30. Uh, he's 31. Okay. Last year, 543 yards, 6 TDs. He. If I told you that, Steve, how many yards would you guess that Steven Jackson has in his career? I think he has over 7,000. You're low. He has 10,681 career yards. Yeah, he had some really good years in St. Louis. but In St. Louis, he came in after Marshall Falk. So he just, just I, he was supposed to be the heir apparent. He was the heir apparent for a while. Just yeah. didn't have anything around him. There was no quarterback. And he has a quarterback here. Um, and what's that saying you have about Father Time? Father Time is undefeated. All right. Father Time is one billion and zero. Okay. And, and, and counted. And counted. Especially when it comes to football, with a running back. I mean, when a running back hits their thirties, it's just it's just a ticking time bomb until they're. You remember Armand Green having to him when he went to the Texans? It was just <laughs> a matter of time before they put him out the pasture like old Yeller. <laughs> uh, let's go to the defensive side. Base defense. Not the Falcons defense. Last year they were 21st against the pass and 31st against the run. That's a terrible combination when you can't run and you can't stop the run. <laughs> right. Again, 4-12. and 12, I mean, It speaks for itself. I mean, it's t- that's terrible. If you get a lead, you can't milk the clock. And if you're behind, you can't stop them from running to milk the clock. A terrible combination for him. Um, let's see. Defensively, geez, you I'm, name one defensive player on the on the Falcons. You basically watch the Texans and no one else. Uh, well, I keep up with a few other teams. Um, another defensive player on the Falcons. Just name one. Uh, the guy from Chicago. <laughs> the guy from Chicago. Which one is that? Come on. Uh. No, ah, oh, man, I, the guy from Chicago. <laughs> That's how bad it is, man. Uh, let's see, Devin Jason, Hester, not defensive. He's yeah. technically a wide receiver. That's right. I thought I could have sworn he was cornerback. No, he um, uh, Dante no. Robinson, isn't he still with him? Nope, that? he's gone. He's been gone for a year. He's been gone. <laughs> okay, uh, drawing a blank on that. 
<laughs> and that's why John Abraham. John Abraham. No, we just talked about him in the last podcast. Ah. He's in um, Arizona. That's right. No memory for you. I'm disappointed and ashamed. Your poor mother must be so sad. Uh, let's see. You got John Denbow. Let's put it this way: I, I I lost track of them after uh, Jamal Anderson stopped doing the, the dirty the dirty chicken dance in the end zone. You mean the dirty bird? The dirty bird. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, there were our black listeners. That was over a decade. <laughs> like, dirty chicken? No, not for me. You will not have this Negro's ears. And he walked away. <laughs> dirty, funky, dirty chicken. bird. Come dirty on, dirty bird. bird. You got it. One day I'm going to get you to the dirty bird we'll put on YouTube for everybody to watch. We'll make that the next viral video. Oh, God. Like the Ice Bucket Challenge, which apparently everybody's being challenged on my Facebook now. It's hilarious. Um,. Fads go everywhere. Their defense, defensively, there's not much there, and they didn't do anything to add on to it. I don't understand. I understand that you have financial li- limitations, but do something. Sign one guy. <laughs> <laughs> you just terrible. Okay, um, you want to go keep, uh, the, the English? You want to go to the schedule? Let's talk about that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so. Falcons kick off the season with New Orleans and Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, New York, Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit for their bye week nine. Man, if only their defense were better than they were last year, or on paper at least, they'd have a pretty good shot to start pretty strong. Something like four and four. After the bye week, they have Tampa Bay, Carolina, Cleveland, Arizona, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Carolina. I forgot to ask you in the other podcast, how do you feel about this new scheduling that the NFL, they've done for about two or three years now, where they stack your division opponents at the end of the year? I like it. I think it's great. I mean, because it it makes teams that are still in the hunt, uh, it gives them something to, to really play for at the end of the season. Even if you're not in the hunt, you can just play for pride. Right, and... The chance to be a, a spoiler. Say, for, I may for not be making the playoffs, but I'm making sure that you don't make it either. Um, their schedule, I thought it'd be easier than that. There, it really, um, it really becomes easy after the bye week. I mean, uh, between Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina, I think there are going to be games they can win right there. Um, Oh man! Well, it's still a tough schedule. It's a tough. It's again for a team to finish four and four. You think they would have an easier schedule? So, so that that leads us to their over under prediction. Over under for the Atlanta Falcons eight and a half games. That seems really high for this team. I mean, I guess Vegas is expecting them to bounce back. I'll say under. Mm-hmm. I'll go seven and nine. I mean, they still have an offense. Uh, or at least a, a passing game that can score some points. And with a guy like Devin Hester who can return the ball, score some more points, I think they've got a chance to to improve, to bounce back from last year, and make up three games. Yeah. I and being cautiously optimistic, and I'm going over. I'm picking them to go nine and seven. I think last year was a fluke year. Everything that could have went wrong did go wrong. 
injuries, uh, ineffective offensive running game, ineffective defense running game. Um, I think they have a bounce back year and um, prove they have just a fluke, bad year. We all have them. Some more than others. So, yes, disagreement, finally. All right. Next team up, Carolina Panthers, who won the division last year at 12-4. and four. Before, no, let's just do this. Uh, last year, they were 29th in passing yards and 11th in rushing yards. Is it weird to think, uh, uh, for me, like I see that, they're 29th in passing yards. I think that's way too low for a team that has Cam Newton on it. Yeah, because he's thrown 400 yards in a game in the past. Multiple times, unless he went 400 yards and then 150 the rest of the way. But that does sound off. And that's just that's just yards, right? Yeah. Yeah, that does seem low. That seems really low for Cam. Uh, let's see. They released uh, Steve Smith over in the offseason. They signed uh, Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron! To a three-year contract extension. There was a guy that was about to get fired last year. Boy, was he ever. His seat was flaming hot. Um, that's my, uh, let's see. He had the blindfold and the cigarette in his mouth. And <laughs> the firing squad was was loading up. Uh, let's go to the offensive side. Oh, God. So, um, remember what I said? I, I now see that um, why their passing yards were so low and why it might even be lower this year. Here are the wide receivers. Starting wide receivers. Kelvin Benjamin Ooh. and Jericho Cotri. Ooh, wow. Behind them, Tyquan Underwood, RJ Webb, uh, Jason Avant, Marvin McNutt, and Tony Clemens. Hey, Tyquan Underwood is awesome in my book. You like the name, don't you? No, I love the, the highest of high top. Oh, the high top fade. Okay. Man. You're all of. Oh. You gotta go look at that picture. On the I've seen the picture. It's on it's every uh, it, uh, every edition of Madden I've ever played. He puts it, man. It, he put work on that. It rivals kid and play in the nineties, late eighties, <laughs> early nineties. Back to this case, the subject at hand. I think they they're gonna improve because of that. Uh, you say that. <laughs> I'm gonna be. It wouldn't surprise me if they're thirty second next year in the passing game. Those. <laughs> Those wide receivers are terrible. He doesn't have Steve Smith. He doesn't have Ted Ginn Jr. He has nothing. He basically... <laughs> Ron Rivera should come in there and his offensive plan when passing the ball should be Cam Newton throwing it up and trying to catch it himself. <laughs> this, uh, this is terrible. I don't know that. It might come down to that during the season. Um, I have, let's talk about their running back situation. D'Angelo Williams is their starter and then they have Jonathan Stewart backing him up. That's a, that's a nice one-two punch. That's a fine one-two punch. If you weren't paying them both a combined $70 million, <laughs> you get D'Angelo Williams, you then you draft Jonathan Stewart, you pay D'Angelo Williams, and everybody thinks, okay, well, they'll either trade or let Jonathan Stewart go. And then you pay Jonathan Stewart! They're fine running backs, but they shouldn't be making a combined $70 million. <laughs> That's why your wide receivers are so sucky, because you're paying too much to your backfield. Might have to convert one of them to a receiver <laughs> at this point. Go out there and take some outpass. That's a re- Their old um, GM just made mistakes after mistakes to come to the salary cap. It's like he didn't understand that there was a cap you couldn't go over. He was just handing out deals. 
This team is just Cam Newton and a bunch of suits on the offensive side. It's that. Uh, <laughs> I've ranted enough. <laughs> what do you think about their offense? It's just Cam Newton and a bunch of uh, suits. <laughs> I said soup. Soup. Um, look, Cam has, has the arm. He's, he can scramble the ball if he needs to. But he's got – he has, you know, running backs that, you know, are productive enough that he doesn't need to worry about running the ball. He just – he has to have at least one receiver. Who is he throwing it to? Someone tell me. Who is catching the ball in this yeah, game? It's it's pretty it's brutal, man. <sighs> brutal is to be nice. Let's go. To it makes you wonder how they got tw- how they won twelve games last year. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, and this defense. Defensively, last year they were six against the pass and second against the run. Wow, that is that's how you win twelve games. Shut them down. Shut 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 them down. And it basically brought everything by the back. Uh, oh, Chet Bailey? He's still in the league? Yeah, he's, he's their starting quarterback. I thought he retired last year. Wow. Hey, but he still brings that veteran presence to the locker room that I think is good for a team that's on the rise defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jarisburg, Kenny Vaccaro. Two, uh, pretty damn good safety combo. Um, I'm looking for the linebacker. Oh man, I cannot pronounce his name for anything. Continue to type while I look this guy up. Luke Kaiki? Oh yeah, he was a defensive player of the year candidate, was he not? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I forgot how good this defense was last year. And I guess, you know, just playing at Carolina, playing in that market, you just don't get the attention that you should receive. And they... They have a good chance. I mean, it's it's obvious that they are going to. Uh, Wait, did he win Defensive Player of the Year last year? Did he? I'm looking it up. That's what it says. I mean, he's hurt right now. It's obvious that Carolina is going to have to carry, but the defense is going to have to carry the team as a whole. Mm-hmm. And they're capable of doing it. Maybe not to 12 wins like last year, but at least to continued respectability. Yeah, he won the defensive player of the year last year. Wow. Did not know that. I would not have guessed that either. All right. Um, you want to go to the schedule? Sure. Okay. This is a team with a late bye week. Let's see. Start off the year with Tampa Bay. Then followed with Detroit, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Chicago, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Atlanta. That's a pretty evened out schedule, it seems like. Yeah, I would say they start off like 3-1, and one, and then that's when hell comes in. Chicago, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Woo! That's what, you can go 1-4 and four during that stretch. Yeah. They're but, bi-week. Oh, go ahead. But that deep, like I said, that defense is still solid enough to to make those games interesting, I think. And maybe sneak a, a win or two, you know, sneak in a win or two. After the bye week, they take on Minnesota, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and Atlanta. So they end kind of easy. Sounds like it. And they, uh, if they could just somehow find a way to develop a receiver or get a receiver, then they've got a pretty good chance of, of making some noise in the division at least. But 
until that, until then, it it's back to just mediocrity, I think. Uh, oh, really? All right. So as a whole, uh, for the team as a whole. All right. So let's talk about their over under. Over under for Carolina Panthers, same as the Atlanta Falcons, eight point five. I will. I'll go over. Mm-hmm. I think they can get to nine and seven. That defense can carry them uh, to a few wins, and Cam is is starting to show signs of, of really wanting to win and really prove himself as a quarterback. So I think he's he'll find a way to, to gut out a few wins and you know, uh, sneak by some last second plays, perhaps. I have a stat for you. That you're going to want to hear and might change your mind. So, the NFC South, uh, the division of former in 2002 when the Texans came in, so every division uh, has four teams, right? Mm-hmm. So it's been 12 years. In those 12 years, there's never been a defending champion in the, in the NFC, NFC South. Wow. Never. That's impressive that those teams... Parody! Uh, right. Unity. Well, I, I don't think they're going to... I wouldn't say they'd win the division, but I think a 9-7, third or maybe even second place... Well, probably second place finish is is realistic for this team. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the second and third place finish. That's why I went over 8-8. Eight eight. I still think this defense is good. They might take a step back, but I just can't... I have no faith in their receiving core. How can you? <laughs> I, I, I just can't see Cam Newton doing it all by himself. I mean, he's a great player. I would say he's a superstar as a quarterback. But you can't, you know, the old saying, you can't make chicken salad with chicken you-know-what. Right. And that's basically what the receiving core is right now. I don't like it. Uh, you do. Yeah. Cam Newton probably has to say it off. <laughs> just can't say him out loud. All right, next team up, New Orleans Saints. Last year, the Saints finished eleven and five. They made the playoffs, correct? I can't. Even, I can't even remember. I think they did. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna say yes. We don't know. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Uh, go ahead. Talk about how much you love the Saints. About how what? How much you enjoy the Saints? Love them, whatever. Um, I'm really not a Saints fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't deny how good they are. You really can't. I mean, they are as complete a team as there is in the South mm-hmm. and as complete a team as you can get in the top half of, of the division. And they have one of the best quarterbacks in football right now. Mm-hmm. He still has a few miles uh, in, you know, in the tank. And... It seems like he's getting better every year, for some reason, as he gets older. They have an excellent receiving core led by Jimmy Graham, their tight end slash wide receiver. Yes. They have a young running game that has potential to get better, and the defense is, is stellar. Last year, they were second in passing yards and 25th in the run. Second in passing, nothing you expect that, especially with sort of like droopies. right, slinging the ball around. And and when you're second in the passing, um, that actually can offset twenty fifth in in the run. 
Right. Um, we're talking about the wide receivers. Of course, they're tying in Jimmy Graham, who was franchised and then signed a new, I think it was a four-year deal. Uh, worth a lot, about $50 million. Not yeah. all the guarantee. Uh, wide receiver Marcus Colston, Kenny Stills, Robert Meacham. They have some new guys I've never seen before. And Brandon Cooks, Joseph Morgan, Nick Toon. I'm all aboard the Toon train. <laughs> um, this team, the we both agree that their passing game is going to be lethal. Because it's a good mix of uh, skill speed, and athleticism. Speed guys speed. and... Uh, you know, possession guys and youth and and experience. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham is starting. He he has both now, but he's still young. He's, and a, he's Colston, the best tight end in the league, right? And Colston has plenty of experience and has plenty of experience with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Um, in their backfield, they have sorry Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram. Talk about a guy who hasn't uh, played up to his potential, Mark Ingram, or at least his pedigree. Yeah, but that's kind of, I mean, I think that was offset just by the fact that he's playing in a Drew Brees oriented system. Yeah, you, that's hard it's kind of hard to overlook that fact. Yeah, I guess just I guess you're right. I just I think I just expected more of him coming out of the University of Alabama all he did. Last year uh, he has this is his career numbers. This would be his going to his fourth season. His career numbers are like like some people's year. Uh, 356 carries, 1,462 yards, 11 touchdowns. Last year, he had 78 attempts, 386 yards, and one touchdown. They also used him as a receiver as well. They, they tossed the ball to him. You would think that, but they only had seven catches last year. Okay, so they don't. <laughs> but that's because they're too busy throwing the ball to Jimmy Graham and, and company. And then Pierre Thomas as well. Yeah. I think Mark Ingram should be better. I think he'll have a better year this year. I mean, I think as as Breeze does get older, they're going to have to transition into balancing the the offensive attack. Mm-hmm. And, but until then, Ingram's Ingram's numbers are going to look like he's underperforming when realistically he's just being. Or he's utilized he's the wrong way. Not utilized the wrong way, but he's being prioritized secondarily. Yeah. Second, secondary, secondarily, secondary. Sure, why not? Make up a word. Drew Brees is thirty-five, and he wants to play until he's forty. Do you think he'll get there? Uh, those Nyquil commercials are an indication. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think he's got a good chance. I think it's Drew Brees. The man in those Manning. commercials goes from deathly ill. To running in the cold the very next day. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now that doesn't happen in real life. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> um, see, I believe it's Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady all went play to their forties, which would be well. Look, they different. they, they think, put enough time and effort into their craft where they can very much so play into their forties. I believe so. Um, Defensively, Ooh, sorry, I almost missed the wrong page. Defensively, they were second against the pass and 19th against the rush. Well, I didn't realize they were that good. Uh, yeah, especially, I was shocked too, especially against the passing game. I, I always imagined the Saints, you know, scoring a lot of points and giving up a lot of points. Again, like a Madden team. Right. Um, they have two damn good um, uh, safeties in Vaccaro and Bird. Champ Bailey is on the Saints. He's not on the the um, 
But team not saying the Panthers. Panthers. I must have looked at the wrong roster. Oh well, Panthers be okay. Well, he's again brings the veteran presence to mm-hmm. um, a, a defense that's on the rise. Yeah. Especially, um, like I said, I said earlier mistakenly that Carolina had two of the best safeties. I should really just say New Orleans have two of the best safeties. That's how they were saying against the past. Bird and Bacaro are hard hitting ball hawks for safeties. Good team, good defense, better than expected, which was saying something. Yeah. So how's your schedule looking this year? Okay. Again, with an early bye week in week six. They start the year off with Atlanta, Cleveland, Minnesota, Dallas, and then Tampa Bay. What happened to this whole the stronger you are, the week the stronger your schedule is the next year? That they could very well go five and zero. Let me continue. After the bye week, Detroit, Green Bay, Carolina, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Chicago, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Okay, that's a little bit tougher. But they could start the season five and zero. They could. <laughs> yeah, I think at worst they'll start season like four and one. I think at worst they start season five and zero. You really, you really think they go five and zero? They somehow usually do. I can see them messing up and losing to either Atlanta or Tampa Bay. You don't realize how hard the division foes are. Ah, I lost my pen. Okay. Would you be interested in a Jimmy Graham versus um, Gronk bet? No, but I'll do it anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't sound too sure about yourself. Well, I mean, Gronk is Gronk, and he's either going to get hurt or he's not going to play yet because he already is hurt. Just I mean, right now, he's he's healthy in training camp, but before the season even starts, he could get hurt. Just, you never know about this guy. He might go wrestle a bear. I mean, who knows? Or at least party with one. If I go to his Twitter and there's pictures of him wrestling a bear... I'm What's more likely, Gronk wrestling a bear or Gronk partying with a bear? Partying. There you go. He saw a fiesta. <laughs> um, okay. Graham versus Gronk. How do you want to do the yards, TDs, and... What's the third one? Catches. Overall catches? All right. I can sure. go with that. You got Gronk. I got Graham. Oh, I do? Okay. Boom. Sure. Bingo. Bango. Okay. Okay, so the over-under, while I write this down for New Orleans, ten and a half games. Uh, I'm going to go over. What's your record going with, sir? I think they can go... I think they can realistically go 12-4. and four. Ooh, you went way over. Yeah. Well, as long as Drew Brees is Drew Brees, um, and that defense continues to climb, they're, they're going to be up there. It's just uh, it's just a foregone conclusion. Conclusion at this point. Yeah, I I also go over. I have my thirteen and three. Wow, I think it's a really good, a really great team, offensive, defense, defensively. Um, I see Carolina coming back down to the pack, which give them a couple, maybe even two wins. Mm-hmm. Um, like like you said, they can start at worst four and one. And then because their division is taking on the AFC North, I mean, they get games against Balt- uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. They're not really heavy hitters anymore. I mean, those days are gone. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going high. 13-3, say 12-4. Wow. 
lot of um, optimism in New Orleans. Yeah, it's one of the few teams that you can pretty much guarantee uh, your optimism will ring true. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's also <laughs> Houston has become like New Orleans West. I mean, after Hurricane Katrina, so many people from New Orleans transplanted over here and just live here. I'm going, whenever I go down the street, it's like, uh, whenever I see a flag pass by, they have all the flags on there. It's like 65, 35 chance, you know, 65% would be a Texan flag, and then 35% is either a Saints or a Cowboys fan. Yep. And they have a presence here that I was not expecting. That's true. Let's go to the last team in the division. Hmm. Apologies, oh, get a little late over here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this like uh, our last show, our last podcast, where really didn't have much to say? <laughs> it could Are be. they the St. Louis Rams of the South Southern Division? I mean, I'm see? looking at their who they signed, and they signed Major Wright, who I'm all in. Love a guy with the name Major Wright. We got a major and a captain in the NFL. It's a good day to be alive. Um, and Josh McCown? Yeah, they signed Josh McCown as well. They gave him a three-year deal? Oh, who knows? You know? What are you here for? I'm here to give my thoughts, not my expertise. You had neither. <laughs> All right, let's go to the team. Last year, offensively, they were 32nd in the passing game, 22nd in the running game. Let's see, they had Josh Freeman, who was a dumpster fire on the levels of Eli Manning <laughs> last year. And then Mike Lennon, who was decent, but yeah. Is Mike Lennon. Exactly. That's why, explains why they have to go run out and sign a quarterback, no matter how old he is. Um, wow, that's terrible against the passing the ball. Yeah. It, thoughts my thoughts are not good. I mean, it's pretty much just... You don't say... Josh McCowan is 35 years old, but he was born in Jacksonville, Texas, so go Josh McCowan. It's looking to be another bad year for the for the Bucks. They had a lot of promise, I felt like, when they drafted Freeman because mm-hmm. he had such a stellar career at Kansas State and is a big, big man at quarterback. Big man, big man, big man. Yeah, and he just seemed like a... Uh, Seem like to have the type of body that you just don't see too often at quarterback anymore. So you felt like he could have really carried this team into the future, but uh, he stopped short. Stopped short. That was ter- he fell off a cliff. Not even a cliff. <laughs> he fell off Mount Everest in his contract year. That was. Uh, He's got to be sitting at home wondering what the hell happened to his career. Uh, so we are yeah, but then he can just go back and count his millions. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Josh McCowan. Uh, receivers, they have Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Vincent Jackson is a pretty damn good wide receiver, I'll say that. Yeah, when he has his mind right, it just seems like he – it always seems like every other game he's having a great game. Mm-hmm. He goes back and forth between great game and just pathetic. This is on a weekly basis, so. Um, but he's he's going to be playing with a veteran quarterback in McCown who had some success with Alshon Jeffries and Brandon Marshall in Chicago. So 
he's he's kind of quarterback that can work with a talented, talented receiver. Yep. So there's actually some potential for improvement, just maybe slightly. Yes, and they also drafted Mike Evans, uh, seventh overall pick in this year's draft. He's going to be compared to Sammy Watkins in Buffalo for the rest of his career, but I say this guy has huge upside, big hands, he's fast, he's a good catcher. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do in his offense, especially if McCown can, you know, get the ball to him. Right. See what happens. And who do they have in the backfield? Doug Martin. Doug Martin. Is he healthy? One can only hope. If he's not, he might lose his job again to either Mike uh, Mike James or Bobby Rainey. Also hoping that was Mike Jones. <laughs> Who? Mike Jones. Um, talk about a guy, another guy that fell off a cliff last year, Doug Martin. Boy, he was just the best running back two years ago, it yeah. seems like. I mean, he rookie was- year, he ran for almost 1,500 yards and had 11 touchdowns. Last year, 456 yards, one TD. They got injured early on, right? They got injured and never really come back. And Rainey took over his job and ran with it until he got hurt. Sad. That's really sad when you've got a team like that that finally has you know some shining pieces in that puzzle and, and the pieces break. Yeah, and they all lose their luster. Right, let's go to the defense side. Um, defensively, last year they were seventeenth, seventeenth against the pass and fifteenth against the rush. So they were an average defense. Um, Gerald McCoy, their uh, left defensive tackle, big man, big man, big man. The only player I want to talk about on this team, Deshaun Golson, who got paid coming from the Forty ers Um. He's a good safety, but I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Um, anything you want to say about his defense? Because this it's Tampa, man. I, I, I'm not too familiar with that defense. What are you here for? <laughs> you like Warren Sapp and uh, what's his name? Brooks, that's all you know? Uh, Rondé Barber. That's oh, Lord. Yeah, come on. Yeah, hit that way back machine ten years. <laughs> so we both really don't have anything about to say about the defense. I think it'll be fine. Also, Just I mean, when you're a middle of the pack type of team, then well, at least on the different defensive side, mm-hmm. and you get middle of the pack exposure and treatment. Really, you're just kind of there, and that's just <laughs> what it seems like their defense just uh, kind is of working there. with right now. Just kind of there. Uh, so yeah, so we have nothing to say on our defense. It's kind of it. I mean, I think Gerald McCoy, Gerald McCoy is a uh, a great uh, defensive tackle. Is it, oh, this would be fifth year in the league. God, these got time just flies by. Yeah. So how uh, how's your schedule looking this year? All right, let's go. Start off with Carolina, then St. Louis, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Baltimore, and then they're by week seven. They could very well go two and five <laughs> to right. start. After the bye week, they have Minnesota, Cleveland, Atlanta, Washington, Chicago, Cincinnati, Detroit, Carolina, Green Bay, and New Orleans. Oh man, that's that's pretty tough too for a for an average team, especially at the end from 
week 10 on, I expect all those teams to be fighting for a playoff spot. Atlanta, Washington, Chicago, Cincinnati, Detroit, Carolina, Green Bay, and New Orleans. I guess the most you can hope for is that they are playing for pride and are playing to uh, they're playing for momentum going into Next the season. following season, which is crazy to say as we haven't even begun this current season. So I'm going to go around limb and say that whatever I said the number is, you're going to go under, huh? Number of wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, seven, over under. Oh, under. <laughs> What's the uh, record, sir? I don't know. It, it seems, it sounds tough. I could, I'm probably looking at maybe a 5-11 and 11 mm-hmm. time of season. I'll be cautious, cautiously optimistic for them at 5-11. and 11. What say you? Uh, I'm going under as well, but uh, barely. I have them at 6-10. I think they're going to be a little better offensively, but I really don't think Josh McCowan is going to be as good as he was in Chicago. I mean, I said they're in Chicago. Uh, when we're talking about Chicago Bears and the NFC North, Mark Tressman, quarterback whisperer. And I don't think – Josh McCowan definitely has the weapons, but I just don't think the offensive scheme is going to fit him as well as the one in Chicago did. So I, I think they'll be better because they only won four games last year. Yeah, yeah four, four games. So I think we're going to win two more games this year. So we both see improvement, but just not enough to even make the 500 more okay. players. Tis, 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 tis. All right, my friend. Anything else you would like to say about this division? By far our shortest one. Oh, no. We hit the 41-minute mark. I don't we know did. how we did that. <laughs> it's all that interesting Tampa talk. Oh, yeah. Well, we just wish all those teams the best of luck. Uh, good luck. Uh, That's how you're going to fire them. We wish them the best of luck in their right. future endeavors. And New Orleans, I guess, just have fun watching the rest of the division in the rearview mirror. Party up, boys. Um, say, say goodnight to the people. Cool. Well, that's all we have for today. We, as always, appreciate all the love and support that you guys uh, offer to the both of us. We look forward to doing this again next time. We We're going to, to the AFC, baby! Woo! We look forward to uh, we look forward to you guys downloading and hearing us again soon. We look forward to talking about teams we actually watch. For Anthony, this is the Quincy. Later, babies.